0: Are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? Doing well, Eric. Good morning to you. Oh, good morning. And I will tell you this I, for the audience members, I'm having a hard time containing myself here. Jeremy and I have been talking before the podcast started. He told me a story about his kids that is just fantastic it was It was hilarious, and maybe someday he'll share it with the entire audience, but i'm just I'm still giggling about it. having a hard time controlling myself. but we'll we're on task now we're mm-hmm. We're ready to go. Jeremy, what are we talking about today? We're talking about
2: retirement savings plans. yes.
1: Okay, retirement yeah. savings plans. It's I've easier to get those. to retirement if you have a savings plan. Yeah, no, I would. I would say it would be a lot a, a much better retirement if you've got some sort of savings plan, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and and I've had conversations with with advisors before, and I've I've heard retirement savings plan as a title before, and usually I hear it referred to uh, as a four hundred one k and and other types of investments like that. Is that kind of what this is? Just about, yeah. There's
2: so much confusion out there because Mm -hmm. there's so many different types of retirement savings plans. They have different tax consequences. And our hope is that you're going to know more about these savings plans. If you know more about your money, you'll feel better about your money. You'll probably make better decisions as well.
1: All right. Well, good deal, yeah. Because, like, like I said, I, I usually think of a four hundred one k. And I, for years, I never thought of four hundred one k as a "quote unquote" savings plan or a retire savings plan. I always thought it was the retirement plan, especially in my younger years. I was like, "Well, I have a four hundred one k. That's what it is." But I know that's absolutely wrong now, from learning from you and a few others that were much smarter than I. So <laughs> I'm going to let you take this over. And where do we start to kind of dissect what these well, might as well start with are. that
2: four hundred one k. All right, we'll let's start do right it. there. And uh, you're right on. Most people think, well, that's my retirement. Some people even call it my retirement and they're referring to their their 401k. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about a few different plans. They're very similar. 401k, 403b, 457. These are all plans that you get through work. So you can't just go out and do it on your own. You yeah. have to be part of a company or in the case of a 403b, that's basically the same thing, but in a nonprofit. Or if you work for the government, any type of government entity place, you'll most likely have a 457. It's, mm. it's all virtually the same, just different rules for various reasons because you got the, a for-profit company, a non-profit or, or the, the government workplace. And thankfully, those rules around them are, are so similar, let's just kind of lump them all together Go talk to your financial advisor if you've got something that's slightly different, because you, you might, you know, there there are some slight differences, but in general, when we're talking about these 401ks, 403bs, 457s, something you get through work, you've got the ability to add money to it yourself, and hopefully, the place you're working is actually adding some of their own money in there to help you out as well.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard of a 457, and you said that's what the government...
2: Yep, 457 is for uh, government entities. So uh, mainly when I say this, is actually more like, like your state or uh, county gotcha. might um, okay. have it. Federal government has something called the TSP, Thrift Savings Plans. Uh, come from Maryland and uh, just about everyone I know out there either works for the federal government or is a teacher. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of lump that in the mix too. 401k, 403b, 457, it's kind of like your state and local government. TSP or Thrift Savings Plan, that's for the federal government. But they all virtually work the same, gotcha. and that you get to contribute what you want. And here we are in 2020, they've got these limits. They, uh, in a way, say, we want you to put money in, but not too much. They're, they're trying to be a little um, you know, egalitarian. Let's, let's help out everybody, but let's not skew it so much towards the, the richest folks that are yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. So they have these contribution limits. And right now in 2020, the most you can put in is $19,000. Five hundred dollars. Uh, that's from your your paycheck. Putting money in from your paycheck. You can't like write a check to the four hundred one k. It's got to come out of your salary. Got to come out of your your uh, earnings every two weeks.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Is there mm-hmm. a way to adjust that toward the end of the year? Is it so? If you've been putting, let's say, you are putting in five hundred dollars a month for the first ten months, which is five thousand, but you've got a lot more that you could possibly put in, can you really heavy load it at the end, or is, is once you set your how much is coming out per month, that's that's it?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about a little bit of that maybe later on, okay. but the uh, the plan itself, so the company or whomever puts together the the rules around it. That's one of the knocks on a 401k or, or, you know, those similar plans is that you don't control a lot of the rules. Mm -hmm. So the company themselves might say, no, if you set it here at the uh, open enrollment period in the fall, you're stuck for the rest of time. You know, you're stuck for the next year. Uh, Hopefully you've got a plan that allows you to adjust it over time. Most plans I think these days do, but uh, you still run into some of those where you're you're stuck on a certain percentage or certain dollar amount uh, with every paycheck. Got it.
1: All right. Yeah. What else do we have?
2: Well, again, and just to finish up the, those areas, when you've got this work plan, hopefully the place is contributing to it. And mm-hmm. oftentimes they'll call that a matching contribution. You'll hear stuff like 100% up to the first 4% and 50% to the next 2 or 4%, something like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds confusing. But what they're saying is if you put in a dollar, they'll put in a dollar uh, up to a certain amount. And if you put in a dollar beyond that, they'll put in half a dollar up to a certain amount. And beyond that, go ahead and and put in as much as you want, but you won't be getting any more from that company. So kind of the first rules of thumbs with uh, having these 401k type of investments is find out what your matching contribution looks like and whatever it is that they're giving you as a match, try to max that out, right? If they're going to give you an extra 4.5% into your retirement, right? That's kind of like a a 4.5% Pay boost, yeah, right. Because yeah. they're just the fact that you put money in the four hundred and one k means the company's going to give you more money, more money. It's just that they're putting it towards your future, not towards your paycheck every two weeks.
1: Yeah, the last company I worked with, I was much smarter. <laughs> it was, it was my, it was a, a another four hundred and one k that I'd gotten into, but I, I was a little bit wiser when I started it. And the company did that. It was three percent. They matched one hundred percent of mm-hmm. the first three percent, fifty percent of the next three percent. So it was a total of six percent. Yep. So that's yeah. exactly what I started putting in the 401k was 6%, you know, just to make sure I got that, that full match yeah. because you're right. It's free money in a way. So. Yeah, that's basically
2: it. And that's, that's what they did. That's a common one. That's called something called safe Harbor. Won't get into that. Uh, you know, if you're the employee, you can't control that at all. So it's just gotcha. a, something your employers got to figure out. But the, the mistake a lot of people make, and we hear this stuff all the time. We hear people say, Oh, I'm maxing out. And when they say that they, they're talking about, well, I maxed out my contribution, which is, yeah, you know, great there. They maxed out how much the employer is matching them rather, mm-hmm. but they can actually contribute more. And in fact, if you're over 50, you can put another 6,500 on top of that. They figure you get to 50, you're getting closer towards your retirement. Perhaps you're motivated to put more money uh, mm-hmm. in to save and they'll let you go. In this case, you add the two together, that's 26 grand a year you can yeah. save towards your 401k. But again, a lot of people, uh, you mentioned your former company, your last company there, a lot of people take that info okay their match is up to six percent and they'll just think that's how all places are no you got to read your plan Uh, yeah Uh, every company can do something different yeah so we hear people all the time oh i maxed it out by putting in ten percent that was your company plan 20 years ago you know things have Mm. changed the rules have changed different companies have different plans make sure you find out what your plan's doing and um don't rely on maybe your past knowledge from a prior plan or even well, your own plan. They might yeah, change it every
1: every year themselves. Exactly. And don't rely on what your spouse's plan is because if they work at a different company, their plan mm-hmm. can be completely different. You've got to know what your own is. But that that's still exciting for, for folks over fifty, a husband and wife that are both working, that's twenty six thousand each per year with Obviously different plans in place, but I mean, that's, that's not too shabby, you know, 50, what, 52,000 a year that they're able to mm-hmm. put away. That's good.
2: Yeah. If you're motivated you got the, the money to do it and they call it extra amount to catch up because they kind of figure that, uh, it's tough for when you're younger, you got the kids mm-hmm. at home and maybe you realize over time, I need to start putting some extra money in so you can catch up for what you had missed out on. That's why they came out on that, that, that idea.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how much, how much money you don't have when you have kids. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> Absolutely.
2: All right. Good. And so a lot of those ones we just talked about, that's in the big companies, you know, your big uh, companies, big nonprofits. Uh, a lot of times if you work for a smaller company, they might have something called a SEP or a simple. A SEP plan is something that the company sets up for you and you actually can't even put any money in yourself. So it, that's actually pretty, maybe not too bad. What if the company's giving you 5 10% uh, every year just for free? Uh, that's great. I'd yeah. uh, be thankful for it. Uh, but at the same time, you can't put any money in yourself. So you have to go out and find other places like um, the traditional and Roth IRAs that we'll, we'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. So this idea uh, of a SEP IRA, you have to be the business owner to actually set that up. If you're the business owner, want to learn more, great way for you to take money and, and kind of cut your taxes this year by putting money into a, a SEP IRA. So, you know, give your advisor a call, give us a call. We can talk about that. But let's talk about the simple IRA because that's something where you as the employee can control a, a bit of it. All right. And, and with that, it's just it's basically like that 401k. Not too much different, except that you can only put in 13500 yourself. So you can only put in 13500 That catch-up amount is only 3000 Beats me why the government said if you're a smaller company with a smaller plan like this, you can't put in as much, but that's the rules. Uh, know the rules and understand that you can get to that that maximum amount thirteen thousand five hundred for this year twenty twenty plus another three thousand uh, in that catch up contribution.
1: Okay, so let me let me ask you this: You said that's for both traditional and Roth IRAs.
2: Well, that's inside of these work plans. So that's that's a great great oh, point. In, a lot okay, of people inside
1: of the work plan. Got it.
2: Yeah, a lot of people call they call their four hundred one ks just my four hundred one k, and they don't understand that. Uh, There's something called a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. Some plans now are allowing you to put in money that's after tax dollars. Mm. means you don't get the tax break this year, but later on you get it tax-free. You can put that money in as a Roth 401k and start building up some tax-free money towards the future. And a lot of people say, well, if I do that, I'm limited to $6,000 because $6,000 right now is the Roth IRA limit. Um, No, it's a 401k. Just because you're using the Roth 401k doesn't change a thing. You can still put in 19,500 plus the additional 6,500 as a catch-up. Then they'll say, "Well, if I do the Roth 401k, can't do my Roth IRA." No, that's that's not the case, right? The traditional and Roth are completely separate. You can do your 401k and max things out. You can do IRAs and max things out. And when it comes to a traditional or Roth IRA the maximum is 6000 per person and then you get an additional 1000 again you get that catch up contribution as well
1: okay so if you've got these through the workplace are you able to get a traditional or a roth ira outside as well or are you only allowed to have the one
2: yeah you can do both and we run into that confusion all the time that's our hope today is to to can knock down some of those myths or thoughts that people have. All right. And that you can have your 401k and you can have an IRA. Completely different situations. You got these 401ks with a limit, you got the IRAs with a limit. You can do traditional or Roth inside of your 401k, and that does not prevent you from doing a traditional or Roth IRA. So we see people that can max out their 401k in the Roth with 26 grand. They can max out their Roth IRA with 7 grand. And, and a lot of people don't quite understand that because they don't realize that this is two separate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so worth digging into, if you're someone that's got the ability and is very motivated to save for your retirement, don't let your misconceptions prevent you from saving the way that you want to save.
1: All right. I'm going to push the envelope further. Can you yeah, have... let's do it. Let's say you've got a 401k through work uh, and it, what are, whatever's in there, whether it's a however the 401k is up, can you on the outside of that have set up a Roth IRA? And can you then also set up a traditional IRA? Because if each one has their own separate limits, are you able to kind of mix and match like that?
2: Uh, a bit. So that whole 401k has a max of 26,000 mm-hmm. or you know 19,500 if you're below 50. Yep. And it doesn't matter whether you do traditional or Roth inside the 401k. Your max is at 19,500 or the 26 if you're a little bit older there. All right. And the same thing on the IRA. You can do a little bit traditional. You can do a little bit Roth. You get to choose what you want to do, but the total that goes into the IRA is either the 6,000 or the 7,000. So it's kind of like you got your 401k levels and your IRA levels, and the government doesn't care really uh, if you do traditional or Roth inside of each of those. They just say, hey, your max for this year, your IRA, is the 6 or 7000. So it's okay. not per account. Sometimes people say, "Well, if I open an account at the other place and open an account with you, can I do 6000 times 2?" No, that's not the rule. "Well, if I open a traditional with you and a Roth with you, can I do the 6000 times 2?" No, that's not the rule either. It's uh, 6000 total yeah. into the IRA. You get the choices of how much of that is traditional, how much of that is as Roth. You can go all one or the other, you can do a mixture of both. And Again, you gotta figure this one out of what's gonna help you best on the taxes now as well as the taxes later on.
1: So but what it boils down to to me and what, what I'm hearing from you is an IRA is an IRA and you're allowed to have one. Whether it's traditional or or Roth, you still have the same limit. But it's it's IRA is the basics of it. It just depends on which kind it is.
2: Yeah. The IRA, the most you can put into IRAs for one year is six thousand. Got it. Or the seven thousand. Uh you could have multiple. It just you add them all up, you yeah. can't go over that limit. Okay, all right. Yeah, good. So let's move on to a few other uh, confusions we see all the time. And a lot of them is related to some things like these ages. When, you, when can you take money out of your, your IRA or your 401k? What do, you, what do you think there, Eric?
1: Let's see, isn't it 62 without penalties?
2: Yeah, so 62, that's exactly, there's so many ages, right? 62 is when you can first take Social Security.
1: Uh, 65
2: Social is when you get to Medicare age. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say 59 and a half because they understand and know that the 59 and a half is when you can take money out of these IRAs without mm-hmm. any penalties. That's when you can take money out of your 401k without any penalties. But there's a special exception for these 401ks. Kind of the government realizes this is your work retirement plan. And sometimes people retire before 59 and a half mm-hmm. So they figure if you retired after 55, that place you retired from, you can take money out of that 401k after 55. So you might be 56 oh. years old, retire, and you're allowed to take money from that 401k without the penalty. You can't go get your old 401k from 10 years ago and take it out without penalty. You can't go get your IRA and take it out without penalty. But if you basically retire from you know the place you're working, you do it when you're 55 or older, you can take money out from there without the penalty. And that's a big, big difference Key thing to know, a lot of people do want to retire after 55, but they're not quite 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they say, I can't take a dollar out. They feel like they can't take any money out and they're incorrect. They might be missing out on some abilities to take money out. Sometimes they keep on working because they think I got to wait till 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. When it's your 401k at the place you're working, you leave that place 55 or later, you can take it out without the penalty. Still got to pay taxes if there's any taxes there. Yeah. But then be careful because a lot of times you talk to an advisor, they say, oh, let me do this rollover. I'll help you move your money from your 401k over to your IRA. You just made your number 59 and a half. So oh, when you're 57, your yeah. money's in the 401k, you just retired. You can take money out of there without a penalty. You meet an advisor who either doesn't know or doesn't tell you mm-hmm. that uh, the IRA is 59 and a half. You just kind of put yourself in a position where penalties might show up again and you were previously in a position where there weren't any penalties because you retired after the age of 55, you could have taken out that money from your 401k at 55. And gotta be careful about this and know these numbers because there's so many different numbers that each one different applies to.
1: Well, I feel kind of silly, I'll be honest, because my dad retired at 55 from Boeing. And that's exactly what he did. And I I totally forgot about that, that he was able to take out of his 401k without any type of penalties. And that's, that's how he retired early. Mm -hmm. He was in the Air Force for 20 years. So he also had Air Force retirement. And again, that's another way he was able to retire at 55 because he had another source of income there. But yeah, yeah, they, uh. Both retired. My parents retired at 55 and yeah, that was a, that was a blessing, you know, for sure for, for him because, and he's 80, he's still alive, but he was able to stop working at a much earlier age than most. And and I didn't even think about that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. You own 401k, no penalties after 55. I got to remember that. I got to work toward that right now. (laughs) It's it's the place where you're working. So if you leave that place after 55, so you quit
2: working that job at 54, you're still 59 and a half for that, that rule. It's, you got to Leave that employer at 55 or later, which usually is what you're talking about. You retire
1: and you're past 55. You can take it from that place you retired from. So let me ask you this, Jeremy. Let's say somebody's been working for a company for, you know, 30 years. You know, they started when they're 20. Now they're 50 years old. Whether they get laid off, whether they decide to move on, they have another opportunity, but that's where they have a 30 years worth of their 401k and they go to work for another company. And They work for them for five years and, and, you know, tremendous salary. It's great and all that, but they're ready at 55 to retire. If they retire at that point, if their original 401k is still just there, you know, just sitting there, can they draw off of that original 401k, you know, without penalty or is it, is it based on that new company that, that they were at for five years? Yeah. So now you're showing
2: just how complex this is and why it's so important to work with an advisor Mm-hmm. And also so important to work with an advisor that doesn't make an investment commission from their advice or uh, mm-hmm. what they call advice, because that uh, advisor could easily figure out that your, your first plan that you're talking about there when you're about 50ish and you leave, mm-hmm. you can most likely roll that into your new plan, right? Your new place where you're working, your new retirement plan. And then when you retire at 55, it's not sitting in the old plan where you had to wait till 59 and a half. It's sitting in the new plan where you could take it out at 55. So there's some complexities there. And it's just so incredibly important to understand the differences between the 401ks, the IRAs, kind of your old 401k, your new 401k. And let's just talk about this. Let's talk about a few reasons why you may want to have a 401k and mm-hmm. still use that uh, place or other reasons why you might want to take it out of the 401k, move more towards something that's called that that IRA. Okay. So let's let's, let's talk about that for a little bit. In your 401k, and here's some reasons why people might say uh, you should take it out of the 401k, go find something different. In your 401k, you're limited to the choices that the company came up with for you. You go to an IRA, you can call up just about any place you want, find just about any investment that you want. So sometimes you find these 401ks with a little bit of a restriction on the type of investments that they have, and you might want to get something different. That would encourage you to move out to a an IRA. Another time too, is these 401ks are really designed to help you grow and build your wealth. They're not so much designed to help you take the money out and live on it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times these 401ks, again, the companies can come up with these rules, but a lot of times the rule is that once you take a dollar out, you got to take the whole thing out. Like we'll help you build it up, but if you want any money out, you got to move it out to someplace else. So sometimes Hmm. You're kind of being forced to take the money out if you want to start taking it out on a monthly basis. The 401k might say no, we won't allow you to take it out monthly. You're only allowed to take it out once per year or once ever. So if you hmm. want your money out, you'll have to move it from a 401k to an IRA. Yeah. And the way they figure that out, something called a summary plan description. Look into your website for your 401k, ask your HR folks, ask for that summary plan description. That'll give you the rules on how can you take this money out, uh, and what are the rules around that?
1: Gotcha, Jeremy. You said earlier you mentioned moving, you know, your four hundred one k out and and making it into something else. You know, rolling it over, and advisors may advise you to do that without you trying to take money out. The company may not or the four hundred one k plan might not let you take it out without rolling it over someplace. Can you give me the pros and cons of doing that? Are there? I mean, I'm assuming there's. It's a minefield.
2: Yeah, it's it's so specific. You need to get that summary plan description, which talks about your investment choices and what these different rules are. And we just said a few reasons why you might want to move money out of the 401k. Let's talk about a couple of reasons why you might want to keep money in the 401k. So your 401k is a work plan when the investment folks are pricing it and saying, well, what do we charge these people? Well, generally, the more money you have, the lower the fees are. And if you work, especially at a big place, you might not have your own 100,000 or 500,000 in there. They're looking at the, the million or 10 million or 100 million. I mean, there could be a billion dollars in somebody's 401k because it's the whole entire plan of everybody out there. Mm, the entire so they're company. They're pricing it. Yeah, you get the entire company. You get uh, much better pricing power. So it could be that the investments inside your 401k are cheaper than getting the exact same investments outside of the 401k. So you want to gotcha. keep that in mind, keep that in consideration. Also too, well, we said those ages, if you have the money in the 401k, you retire at 55 or later, you don't have to wait all the way to 59 and a half to take out those funds. So that might be a reason to keep money in the 401k, at least for those first few years till you're past that number of 59 and a half. And another one, little known one out there is something called a stable value fund. You hit retirement. lot of times you're looking for stability and a 401k is allowed to have this type of fund called a stable value fund. And it's kind of like a money market, but just revved up as far as the interest goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just really interesting the way it works out. But what's most important about this is that stable value fund is allowed inside of 401ks. It is not allowed outside of 401ks. Hmm. So if you're looking for a stable interest rate, check out what that interest rate is it might be a better interest rate inside the 401k than you could get somewhere else. So something you need to look at and make this decision on, like you said, the pros and cons, there's reasons you might want to move it to the uh, IRA, but you want to remember there's some reasons you you might keep it inside the 401k. Look at those investment expenses. Remember that age 55 and check out that stable value fund, see what interest rate that's paying.
1: Hmm. All right. Stable value fund. I've never heard of that before. So that's great info.
2: Yeah, new one for you. And sometimes they call it something different. So we work a lot with We Energies uh, employees. We're out here in uh, Wisconsin, a lot of We Energies folks, and they have something called the Blended Rate Interest Fund. They just came up with that name years ago, but it's a stable value fund. So sometimes you have it inside of there. Just it just called something different. So you gotta check that out and find out what's the fund that is is not going to be losing money. That's more of an interest rate area, mm-hmm. and check out that interest rate compared to what you could get elsewhere, you might be better off keeping it in the 401k if you're going to be using that interest rate type of money. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, last thing we really want to talk about here before we wrap it up is just this idea of there's a difference between what's called a registration. So these 401ks, uh, Roth IRAs, simple plans, that's called a registration. Basically, what's the government looking at it? How is it going to be taxed? And that's different than the investment type. We hear all the time, what are Roth IRAs paying these days? Huh. Roth IRAs don't pay anything. There's, <laughs> Roth IRA is just what's showing up on your tax form. Yeah. It's the investment inside of it that matters as far as your returns go. Or people say, uh, you know, this IRA is no good, but my 401k, that's making money. Okay, well, it's not the IRA itself that's no good. It's the investment's that you're unhappy with. And just a quick story about that. We, we had somebody come to us a few years ago and say, well, my IRA, that went up a, a few thousand. But my 401k, that went up like 20,000. Well, you looked into it. Yeah, you put 20 grand into it. Your 401k, you're adding, you're adding to it. <laughs> it's not like the investments did anything. You're, you're adding money to the 401k. So sometimes you think your 401k is doing great and some other accounts aren't doing as well. Okay, well, check out the investments. But also keep in mind, your 401k, you're adding to uh, the yeah. other investments you might not have been.
1: It's consistently going up. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. That's what it's happens consistently when you put coming out of your money paycheck. in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's just the confusion we see all the time of people oh, yeah. uh, kind of associate whatever's happening inside of their account with the big word of Roth IRA mm-hmm. or 401k. Uh, it's the investments themselves, and you get to choose those investments. It's those investments that are going up and down. It has nothing to do with the tax piece of it. And the tax piece of it is what shows up on that government form. Uh, those 1099s that you get, that's the Roth IRA. That's the registration. That's the 401k. That's determined. It's completely kind of separate on
1: there. All right, Jeremy, I'm putting you on the spot here. We're running out of time. Can you give us a wrap-up of the biggest points that people, the biggest takeaways from today?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we want you, I got three of them. Uh, we want you to understand that the traditional or Roth 401k and traditional or Roth IRA are completely separate. Mm -hmm. You may be able to do both. And just because you have a Roth in your 401k doesn't mean you can't do a Roth outside a Roth IRA. They have completely separate rules, completely separate limits. And a lot of people feel that uh, because they have one, they can't have the other. And we want you to stop thinking that. Today's the day. You're done thinking that. Your 401k rules are separate than your IRA rules. And you get to do that traditional Roth inside of either one just depending on you know how you want to set that up. All right. Second one is what we just talked about. That registration, how the government's going to view it, is completely different than the investment. If you're not happy with your Roth IRA or your 401k, don't blame the Roth or the 401k. Blame the investments and go take a look and see what you can change inside of there. And the last one is just to remember these different numbers, these different ages. It's not just a blanket 59 and a half for everything could be 55. If you're leaving your uh, employment when you're 55 or later, your 401k could be available to you without a penalty at 55. And those numbers, those big differences in what you're allowed to do before and after a certain date are why you really wanna be working with a financial advisor. Even more importantly, working with a financial advisor that's a fiduciary, Mm -hmm. that's not making an investment commission based on what they call advice, and a lot of times, if you're trying to get some good information, find that thing called the summary plan description.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Summary plan description. That's, uh, again, that's that's something new for me. You know, yeah, new phrase
2: as, for most people. Yeah. But that's going to tell you a lot of stuff on what's inside of your plan, and especially what are the rules for when you want to take money out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things, Jeremy, I'm, I'm just going to... I want to say a final word to the audience as well. We covered a lot today. One of the things that really stuck out with me is the ages, right? One of the things you covered earlier was ages. We, we, we talked about 50, 55, 59 and a half, 62, 65, 70 and a half. I think with the new secure act, which we've spoken a bit about, there's another age in there, like 72. Um, Mm -hmm. I could be wrong on that somewhere in there, but anybody listening to this, if you are coming up to any of those milestones anytime soon you've got to reach out to a professional. There are so many things that you need to do or you could do in those specific years based on government rules that you, you've you really got to get a handle on it so you can make that good plan. Obviously, I, I know Jeremy very well and I work with him obviously on this podcast, so I will say this is one guy you should be calling, you should be reaching out to. But if you have a professional, reach out to them. If they're not giving you the greatest answers, then reach out to Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm going to ask you to give your phone number again because I think it's that important. People need to be reaching out to know what's going on at these ages. Yeah, you can check us out
2: online at uh, kylefp.com. That's KyleFP for Kyle Financial Partners, uh, K-E-I-L. But otherwise, give us a call uh, if you're wanting to at 262-333-8353.
1: Jeremy, thank you so much. I, I learned a ton on this podcast. I love it. Thank you for answering all my questions. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the the listeners will email in questions to you or or make that phone call and make an appointment to, to ask you some more questions. Thanks again for your time, brother. Thank you. We'll be talking soon. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thriving Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor.